0: The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present The Ave Maria Hour Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show the Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour.
1: The supernatural virtue of charity. The gift of God by which we love God above all things, and our neighbor as ourselves, for God's sake. In the boardroom on the 33rd floor of a skyscraper, the members of a great philanthropic institution are holding an emergency meeting. Cyrus Rand, the executive officer, is addressing the members.
2: money... Much money will be needed this year to carry out the Institute's charitable projects. We've come to the conclusion that we can no longer rely on volunteers to raise the increased amounts. Therefore, I propose a professional fundraiser be retained and given complete charge of our campaign.
3: Uh, Mr. Chairman. Yes, Mr. Drew? We should not only hire a professional, but the very best man we can find. If you wish, I'll put this in the form of a motion.
2: Thank you, but um, hold it for a moment, please as there are some other matters to be discussed.
3: No, of course, Mr. Chairman.
2: Since we're appealing to the general public for funds, we think it desirable to have all religious denominations represented on our board. We need an outstanding Catholic to replace Monsignor Wilson, who, as you know, resigned to go to Rome. Have you any suggestions?
3: If there's no objection to a woman, I'd like to suggest Mother Brigida. Oh, I don't
2: know. Well, I uh,
3: frankly hadn't anticipated a woman for the vacancy, but... uh, Well, I have an open mind. I I think she'd be an asset. She's educated hundreds of children in this city, many of whom hold important positions in the business world.
2: That may be true, but shouldn't we look for someone in a more uh, influential position?
3: I have some inside information. Before the month is out, she'll be Mother Superior of the College.
2: Can we be sure, though?
3: I had it from my brother-in-law, who's chairman of the College Board.
2: I don't know, Mr. Drew. We've never had a woman on the board. And as yet, she's had no executive experience.
3: Uh, But, Mr. Rand, we don't need that. What we do need is the name of a well-known, well-liked individual on our letterhead.
2: I understand I have no prejudice against women, but I, I don't want to get someone in who might cause dissension.
3: Oh, I'm sure there's no cause to worry. Mother Brigida is the soul of humility. Chances are she'll never speak out in meeting. When her former students know she's backing our charity drive, they'll pitch in and help.
2: Oh, very well. Let's put her name down. And now, Mr. Drew, I'll entertain your motion regarding a fundraiser.
4: A Students, one moment, please. Tomorrow I take a new post that of Mother Superior of our college. Please don't let the title frighten you as much as it does me. Do come in and see me as often as you can. My door will be open, and I'll arrange hours for my administrative duties to be devoted exclusively to students. Class dismissed.
2: Excuse me, uh, is this the Mother Superior's office?
4: Yes, won't you please come in? Thank
2: you. Uh, would you please tell Mother Brigida Mr. Rand is
4: calling? Oh, Mr. Rand, I thought I recognized you.
2: Mother Brigida's in? I, I had an appointment.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Mother Brigida. Oh,
2: I must apologize. I guess I'm too used to outer offices and secretaries.
4: Well, when I first took over as Mother Superior, I had both an inner and an outer office, but I soon gave it up.
2: Well, that's interesting. Why, Mother?
4: I found my students spending more time in the outer office than the inner. It was acting as a buffer state between me and them, so I made the outer office the inner office.
2: Now you have more callers. But
4: ever so many more. And those who can't come in wave to me from the hall.
2: Well, I'm afraid it wouldn't work in the business world. Time is too valuable. I pay a secretary a hundred a week to keep people, uh, that is, the wrong people, out of my inner
4: office. Oh, that wouldn't work here. You see, we have no wrong
2: people. <laughs> of course, of course, Mother. Now, our um, our board of directors needs a replacement for Monsignor Wilson. Oh,
4: he'll be hard to replace. But I don't understand why you've come to me, Mr. Rance.
2: Well, Mr. Drew has recommended you most highly.
4: You want me to serve on your board?
2: Yes, I'm here to urge you to accept.
4: Oh. Uh, Mr. Rand, I've been a classroom teacher most of my life. I've been Mother Superior for only a few weeks. I know very little about running a business, or even what a director's supposed to do.
2: We still want you.
4: But certainly there are others... Men of the business world better qualified for such a responsibility.
2: Well, Mother, ours is a philanthropic institution, dispensing and raising funds for charity.
4: Well, yes, I understand that.
2: I and the other members feel that your lack of knowledge about business will be offset by your knowledge of what is charity.
4: For us, Mr. Rand, charity is the first commandment.
2: Well, I and the members feel that you'd be a tower of strength to our cause which, after all, is the cause of our community. This year,
4: the call on our resources will be extremely heavy. I appreciate the great confidence you place in me, Mr. Rand. And if I thought I might be of service...
2: Why not let us be the judge of that? We have discussed the pros and cons.
4: And you think I can be of service? Definitely. Hmm. Of course, I would have to get permission from the bishop.
2: Mr. Drew has already talked to him. The bishop will grant permission, but leaves the decision up to you.
4: I do want to help our community in any way I can.
2: You're afraid Uh, it might interfere with your duty to your students?
4: Well, yes.
2: Well, it won't take up much of your time. Directors meet infrequently to decide questions of policy. I'm a busy man, but I manage to serve on the boards of ten different companies. Besides, Mother, it'll be good experience for you, now that you're in an executive position
4: yourself. I see. Very well, Mr. Red. I'll accept.
2: The meeting will now come to order. Uh, Mr. Cashel, this is Mother Brigitta, the new member of our board. Mother, Mr. Cashel is our fundraising expert. How do you do, Mother? How do you do? Uh, would you care to address the members now, Mr. Cashel? Yes, thank you, Mr. Chairman.
1: I'm what you might call a charity communicator. That is, it's my function to communicate our message in such a way as to get the widest possible audience. As you know, the charity field is highly competitive, requires specialized knowledge. This year, there will be many demands, all very worthy of the charity dollar. Our problem is to launch a campaign that will touch people's hearts and persuade them to increase the charity budget for our particular cause. Because of the competition, we'll have to use every possible appeal known to motivational research. Um... Yes, Mother, do you have a question?
4: Well, I'm not sure I know just what's meant by motivational research, Mr. Cashel. Well, frankly, neither do I.
1: Well, in recent years, the big advertising agencies have used psychological research to find out why people act. For instance, why a particular product will outsell the same product if it's packaged in a certain color. What slogans are most effective?
2: Well, I um... believe one of the strongest appeals to the businessman is that contributions to charity can be deducted from income tax. That's true, and of course we'll use it.
3: I think people are moved to give generously when they're aware of the suffering and the poverty in our community. Well,
1: that'll not be overlooked, Mr. Drew. We'll have posters, actual cases, spot reminders on radio and television. Uh,
4: Mr. Cashel, I'm wondering if it might not be a good idea to remind people of the real meaning of charity.
1: Oh, I'm sure they all know that.
4: Uh, Sometimes I wonder.
1: Uh, Just what do you mean,
2: Mother?
4: Well, you see, charity is the gift of God, by which we love God above all things, and our neighbors as ourselves, for God's sake. It seems to me that if people realized when they gave to charity they were showing their love of God, they wouldn't hesitate to respond.
2: Well, it's a very beautiful concept, Mother, but... From a practical angle, I I don't know if it would raise money. How about it, Mr. Cashel? Uh, frankly, I don't know. Uh, I've never tested it.
3: Perhaps this might be a
4: good time to try it.
3: I will say, Mother, that Mr. Cashel has been very successful in raising money in other cities. That's why we called him in. Uh, using my
2: own methods, I might add, Mr. Drew. Well, although Mr. Cashel has asked for suggestions, Mother, we we promised him a free hand.
4: Oh, I'm Sorry, Mr. Chairman, I don't want to do anything to hamper the drive for funds. I was just thinking of Christ's words and was prompted to make the suggestion.
1: Oh, uh, what words,
4: mother? As long as you did it for one of these, the least of my brethren, you did it for me. But of course, you gentlemen have had much more experience than I in these matters and know the kind of appeal that's most effective.
3: It's time for lunch. Uh, May I suggest we don't make any final decisions now, but wait until this afternoon? Yes,
2: That's a good idea. Let's break now. And perhaps when we come back, we can wind things up. Well, Drew, I thought you told me Mother Bridget wouldn't open her mouth in meetings and let us run things.
3: Well, she's just asked a few questions. She won't insist on her ideas being adopted. Oh, now, don't get me wrong. Mother Bridget is a
2: very
1: gentle and sincere person, but she doesn't know the first thing about fundraising.
2: Well, in case she makes an issue out of anything you don't like, she'll be outvoted. She might even resign.
1: Well, that's the last thing I'd want to see
2: happen, Mr. Rand. Well, I wasn't very enthusiastic about her in the first place. It'd be a good way to get rid of her.
3: Oh, we can't do that. We just asked her to serve.
2: Exactly. Wouldn't look good
1: if she resigned after the first meeting. People and the newspapers would wonder why. Well, we could say it was a disagreement over policy. Where would we be if it got out that we didn't think it was good policy to appeal for contributions out of one's love of God? Well, Drew, you've got us in a hole. We've got to keep her on the board, whether we like her ideas or not. It does put me under a handicap, Mr. Rand. I don't want to hurt her feelings, but I don't want to feel I must accept her ideas. I have a feeling she's convinced that the charity is a gift of God approach is right. Well, we
2: we'll just have to talk her out of it. And if we can't do that? Then we'll just have to work the idea in somehow. Now, let's get back. Shall we wait her? I'll check, please. Meeting will now come to order. Now, we were discussing how to reach the hearts of the greatest number of potential donors. Mother Brigida suggested a very beautiful sentiment, but uh, during the lunch hour, we thought it through, and, uh, Mother, there seems to be some doubt uh, as to its... Its uh, its effectiveness. Yes, its effectiveness.
3: Now, it doesn't mean your suggestion was not good, Mother. It's just a question as to which is the very best, based on Mr. Cassell's wide experience. Uh, You do understand, don't you, Mother...
4: I'm trying to, gentlemen. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Your regulations would not permit you to take lunch with us. Oh,
4: I didn't bother about lunch. I went to church and prayed for guidance for this afternoon's meeting.
2: Well, we we would like to wind this up and decide on a definite policy upon which we all agree. I, I do think it important that we in charge are not divided, in our opinions.
3: I'm sure we're not so very far apart, but what a compromise can't be worked out. But
4: I don't understand what points of conflict you refer to, Mr. Drew. I certainly agree that all possible appeals must be made so that, in the words of Mr. Cashel, we reach the hearts of as many people as possible. Oh, you did say that, didn't you, Mr. Cashel? Uh, yes, Mother. Well, then we can combine your suggestions with mine. We shall remind people that they can take contributions off their income taxes tell them of the needy people by radio and television and so forth, and remind them that through charity to their fellow men, they show their love of God.
1: Uh, Trapped. But the understanding was the more effective appeals would be
4: used. Ah, just so, just so. And I'm sure you'll all agree that man's love of God is the most noble and inspiring of emotions.
3: Of course, Mother Brigida. Yes, I suppose so.
4: And therefore, we'll move the hearts of men to acts of generosity?
3: Yes, Mother. Yes, Mother. Yes, Mother.
4: And therefore, should be included in our campaign? Yes,
3: yes Mother, Mother Brigida. Brigida. Well, how the figures running? Oh, looks good, Mister Rand. Very good. Oh? I'll have the totals in
1: a
2: minute. There you are. <laughs> Take a look. That's remarkable. Two hundred thousand, one hundred four dollars and twenty-three cents. I can't believe it.
3: Another week to go, and we're already over our quarter by twenty thousand dollars.
2: This rate, we'll hit three hundred thousand. Oh, this is fine. Congratulations, Mister Cashell. At this rate, I think we can recommend an increase in salaries and a bonus for Mr. Cashel. Well, thank you, Mr. Rand. It would be greatly appreciated. I'll put it on the agenda for the next meeting. You know, I just don't understand this response. I, I thought this would be a tough year to raise money.
3: Do you suppose that Mother Brigida's idea had anything to do with it? Mm,
2: it's possible.
1: We had a great many, more than the usual percentage of small contributions. Even pennies.
2: We must have a ton. Now, how about the big fellows? Oh, well, they came through in grand style too.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. Oh,
2: Mother Bridget, we were just talking about you.
3: Oh, here, let me help
4: you with that. Thank you.
3: Oh, oh, this is heavy. You shouldn't have carried it.
4: It's the contribution from the school children. For some reason, they sent it to me personally.
3: Well, let's total it.
1: Mm, quarters, dimes, pennies. Small change, but every little bit helps.
4: Yes, small change from very big hearts, Mr. Cashel, from the poorest section of the city. Truly, the widow's mite.
1: The widow's mite? Uh, I've forgotten that story. It's from the Bible, isn't it, Mother?
4: Yes. Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. Then a poor widow came and put in two mites. And Jesus called the attention of his disciples to her, saying, this poor widow has put in more than all of those who've been putting money into the treasury. For they have put in out of their abundance. But she, out of her want, has put in all that she had. Uh,
2: Yes, yes, Mother. We've just uh, totaled the money, and we've done magnificently. Far better than we
4: expected. I'm so happy to hear it. It does show that when people are reminded that charity is based on love of God, they do respond. Doesn't it?
2: Uh, yes, Mother. Yes, of course. Uh, we still have a full week. We mustn't let down our efforts. As soon as the drive's over, I'll call a meeting and give a full report.
1: Not counting the pledges, we have in cash $297,000. There are pledges totaling 55000 now, from past experience, we can count on 63% of the pledges,
2: which would bring our grand total to about $330,000. Oh,
4: wonderful.
2: Well, I'm sure we can all congratulate ourselves and our staff on this splendid result, and especially you, Mr. Cashel, for your excellent management in organizing the campaign. Now I'll call on Mr. Drew, who I believe has congratulations of a more practical nature to propose. Mr. Drew...
3: If I may quote from the Bible, and I'm sure Mother Brigida will correct me if I quote wrongly, (laughs) (laughs) the labor is worthy of the hire. Therefore, and considering the fact the executive staff has gone without an increase in salary for two years, I propose now that certain adjustments be made, specifically a 10% increase. Also, because of the extremely successful, beyond our most optimistic expectations, uh, the successful drive Mr. Cashel directed, I urge he be given a 10% bonus. I put this in the form of a motion. I second the motion. Any discussion?
2: If there is
4: none... Uh, Mr. Rand... Yes, Mother,
2: you have a question.
4: Um, I wasn't on the board when Mr. Cashel was retained... So I don't know what salary arrangements were made.
2: Well, fundraisers either accept a flat fee or take a percentage of the amount raised. Uh, Mr. Cashel was retained on a flat fee, which, of course, is charged to the expense of the
3: drive. Well, the same as his uh, publicity, telephone, entertainment, etc., etc. Uh, then the bonus would
4: also be charged as an expense? Oh,
3: naturally, Mother.
4: And the increases to the executives? Would that also be charged?
2: Well, normally, no, but... Uh, Considering the fact management has far exceeded the quota this year by economies, it would seem only fair that they be rewarded.
3: And when you consider that the cost of living has gone up and there's been no salary adjustment for two years...
4: But uh, hasn't the cost of living gone up for all, including the poor, who, because of the increase, will need to be helped more this year?
1: Yes, that's quite true. Uh, I have no claims, understand, Mother. Of course, if the board votes me a bonus, I could use it.
4: But when we asked people to give money, I'm sure they understood that as much as possible after expenses would go to the destitute. Oh, naturally.
3: But salaries are a legitimate expense in all fundraising drives.
4: But still, we didn't tell the donors we needed much more money this year so that the executives could have an increase in salary.
2: Oh, no, no, of course not. it. Of course, it wouldn't have been proposed had we fallen short or even attained our bare quota.
4: But our appeal was charity out of love of God. And in a way, this is God's money. We hold it and distribute it in his name.
2: Uh, Mother Bridget, I'm afraid you haven't had much experience in these matters. Uh, We all appreciate your splendid ideals, but there are certain practical aspects which have to be considered. Now, I'd like to bring this matter to a vote, so if there's no further discussion... Gentlemen,
4: I've just thought of a wonderful suggestion.
2: Yes, Mother Brigida.
4: Why don't we vote the increases?
3: What? Good. And
4: then everyone immediately donates the increases to the charity fund. Uh, what is it? Have I said something wrong, Mr. Rand? No, no, Mother... Oh, well, it's a proposal I was going to make at first, but I forgot about it. We could get off to such a wonderful start by saying that the executives were donating 10% of their salaries to charity. I'm sorry it slipped my mind, but it's never too late to make a donation, is it? Could I offer that as an amendment to the motion? It's perfectly proper. Then I make the motion.
2: Is there a second? Well, since there seems to be none... I... Mother,
1: my hat is off to you. If I remember the board, I'd
2: second the motion. Oh, you would, huh? Well, Mr. Cashel, you can always turn your bonus over to charity.
3: Mm-hmm. If you gentlemen voted, I'll do it. If you do, I... I suppose I'd have to. Why would you have to? Well, we wouldn't look so good if a perfect stranger donated 10% of his salary and we didn't.
2: You know, Mother, it's all very well for you to vote our increases away, but... Uh... You don't have the problem of two children at college, not to mention other expenses.
4: No, that's true. But this money was for charity. You wouldn't have asked for the increase except that the people responded so generously. I don't suppose we'll ever know for sure which appeal they answered. Perhaps both, in some cases. It was really a heaven-sent windfall. <sighs> Mr. Rand, I just thought of something. Yes? What is it, Mother? You can deduct it from your income tax.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mother, I surrender. We'll vote the increases. Each man can do as he wishes, but I'll turn mine back. And let me say, I'm sure for all of us, it's a pleasure to have you on our board. And I'm sure our drive wouldn't have been so overwhelmingly successful without your advice and guidance. You've shown us that we in executive positions sometimes need to be reminded of the true meaning of the Christian virtue of charity.
0: I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Graymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Greymore. Attend a retreat learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Greymoor. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York,